All right, gamers, we are back for another episode of RGH Real Gamer Hour. I'm excited for this one. There is a lot of uh, drama in this one, but uh, first let's introduce my boys. Today, we are with Cactus HD, True Vanguard, and I am MTash. This is the RGH Podcast, where we talk about all things gaming Powered by Advanced GG, our sponsor we're going to talk about later on. But first, we want to talk about the big topics in gaming, as well <laughs> as the drama. Because, Tashman, I got banned on Twitch. There's been more Twitch drama going on. It's, uh, it's kind of crazy, all the stuff that's been going on on that platform in the last few weeks. We got a lot to talk about. Man, I was so excited. We're going to kick things off by talking about the PS5 yes. reveal. So if you didn't get the chance to watch that, we're going to go over what they talked about on that stream today. They streamed everywhere, man. They were on Twitter, YouTube, Twitch. They are all over the place. Although, um, if you watched on Twitch, you were probably interrupted by some mid-rolled ads. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> but that oh, is also yeah. a thing that happened. Uh, so what, what did they talk about, Mike? What, what did they show on that stream? Well, uh, I think the big one was the pricing. Obviously, that was the big thing they were revealing. It was, uh, you know, kind of the, the big thing for the console war. Who's going to have the better price? And uh, I was actually kind of surprised because I was expecting it to be more expensive. Now, what they ended up doing is the, the main PlayStation 5, kind of the full edition, is the exact same price as the Xbox, the, the uh, Xbox Series X. However, there is a difference in the uh, the discless or the digital version. It's actually $100 more. Uh, so we could talk about that and the Game Pass and all that. But, I mean, competitive pricing for the, the main version of it. And with the game's lineup, it's it's pretty sweet. Uh, I'm not sure how everyone else is feeling about it. What, what do you think, Kakis? Oh, Kakis, you're muted. Muted. <laughs> now listen. <laughs> Oops. Now. There, you mentioned price. There's a little rumor circulating about that. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. where's your hat? Where's your tinfoil <laughs> hat? Bro? Tinfoil. What are you doing? There's a, there is a little bit of a, a rumor circulating around. Right? <laughs> now, this rumor is that both of the consoles were going to be like 500 bucks. Potentially, even the one with the disk drive was going to be 600 bucks, right? And then the other one was going to be 500 bucks or one was going to be, you know, 450. And that because Xbox went first, because they got kind of leaked first, that made like that really encouraged Sony to drop the price down to 400 because they were like, we can't sell both for 500 or God forbid one for 600 ones or five, 500 or we're going to get creamed here because they've been there done that with the playstation 3 that was significantly more expensive than the xbox 360 so like this is crazy to think about what if it had been reversed what if sony had come out first and yeah. and actually revealed both for 500 dollars or one for 450 and one for 500 and then xbox comes in <laughs> boom two nine nine, nine, right? <laughs> yeah it crushes it's it it's crazy, Even man. Still. It's like it's a chess match, you know? But Who's going to show their hand first and do you respond to it? Is that really a fact? I mean, it's that's all like... It's gone. Like, $100, yeah. you can justify. If you're a, a PlayStation fanboy, you can say, hey, you know what? I'll pay 100 extra dollars. That's reasonable, right? A lot mm -hmm. of people won't. $100 is a big difference. In fact, this is, I believe, and I know it's not identical. It wasn't playstation at launch 400 and xbox at launch was 500 i think xbox one and playstation 4 correct I me if i'm recall. wrong i can't recall but i can say that it was a hundred dollar difference it was a 100 difference last time and playstation mopped the floor with right. xbox so dude like again it may not seem that that much but it matters to a lot of people so are, are you saying you know at the 399 price point for the digital version do you think that that's too much like do you think they're gonna not sell as many playstations oh not even close like i again you can argue all you want but the fact of the matter is every time there's been a price difference of this amount the the cheaper console destroys like it's so much easier to convince mom and dad to buy the, the 300 one versus the 400 one right and yeah if you already are established 
you're fine, but you, there's a lot of people, right? How many people are just getting into gaming every single year just because of their age, right? So I think it is a huge factor. And then those financing options, not only is it cheaper to buy outright, but then you have those like $25 a month financing options. So that makes it even True. more attractive. So uh, uh, although I commend PlayStation for being cheaper than I thought it would be, I think Xbox is still in the driver's seat. Have we seen I don't know. any pricing for the PS5 being financed? Have they, they haven't mentioned Not yet. anything? No. They Sorry, could do Ryan. something like that. What were you saying, Ryan? I was just going to say, I don't know that the mommy and daddy buy me a console thing is really as huge of an issue as it used to be. Because it used to be, when we were growing up, my dad, his gaming was like Pac-Man and Atari stuff. He just wasn't interested. He did that a little bit when he was in pizza parlors trying to pick up a girl. But they, our parents weren't really into gaming. But things have changed. And we're the generation that grew up gaming. And now you've got all these working class adults with income, steady income and a paycheck. And they, they're looking to spend, you know? And I, yeah, well, that is a thing too. This is coming out in a time when a lot of people where money is tight. And so, hey, you want to get a console? You want to like surprise your kids? You might go for the cheaper one. You might go for the financed option. I'm just saying people always like try to overlook it. But at the end of the day, if one is $100 cheaper, it really matters to so many consumers. And even if you tell your mom to go and buy a PS4 and your parents are familiar with gaming and they see one's cheaper and the guy at GameStop is like, or Walmart or whatever is like, yeah, they're just as good. Or he's an Xbox fanboy, then they may be swayed to the other side. Right. And I, I guess the thing is like, part of the defining factor there is, well, what are the launch, you know, games? Yeah. What is what is launching there? And uh, it's interesting that you guys are saying this because when I was watching the, the PlayStation reveal, and even on, on Twitter, I saw a lot of people saying, like, PS5 won. They've got better games yeah. at launch. I don't care yeah. about the price. PS5 won. And, and maybe if you're looking at the, the full version one, if you're looking at the full release for PlayStation, not just the digital one, uh, maybe it does win. But if you're looking at the value of the Xbox Series S, that, it's hard to compete because mm. most games that release, they're on both, right? So... Yeah. You know, are are the release titles strong enough to warrant uh, paying for the extra PS5 price? Uh, are the are the you know the games that Xbox have more appealing uh, because you know they do have some games that are going to be exclu- exclusive to Xbox or at least more accessible with the Game Pass, right? We so. should definitely hit what those titles are, by the way. For those of you in chat who are listening to the show uh, after the fact. Maybe you didn't get to see what are those launch titles. Well, they came out strong today with something that is a huge fan favorite in the gaming community. Uh, they came out the gate with Final Fantasy 16. And uh, oh, it, I'm not a huge Final Fantasy gamer, but the trailer, I mean, that looks fantastic. Yeah, I feel like that's how you do uh, kind of an unveiling. Like the way, again, I'm not a Final Fantasy gamer, but even me, I was like, damn, this trailer is still going. Like they're showing like <laughs> right. gameplay. Like it's like, hey, this game, no one even really knew about it. And then it's like, boom, gameplay right. trailer right out of the bus and out of the gate. Evan's like, ah, like that's and how I you am. Do it. I that's am a Final Fantasy guy. So when I saw that trailer, I was actually really excited because a lot of the games recently have been like really futuristic. And this one's yeah. kind of going back to the medieval stuff. And so, like, the art and, and, and the, the style of it, I was like, damn, that looks really good. It got me really excited. And, um, you know, I, 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 I saw that game, and even though I might be able to play it on PC, I don't even know. You can. It got me thinking, hey, PlayStation 5, instantly. One, that was one of the games. But also, God of War? Ragnarok? Bro, the first one it was so good. If they're making another one with the Ragnarok, you know, they kind of hint at it at the end of of uh, of the game that they released, the, the most recent one. Now, knowing that that's coming for PS5, that's yeah, got to be a big seller, too. But it's not yeah. a launch title, right? And you've got to wonder how much that impacts it. I mean, is Halo... It's like, Halo's not a launch title. Halo's a, Infinite's a big deal. Will it still influence people to buy a console? Like, I think the god of war is more like guaranteed to be a good game than like halo infinite people don't know but you, you got to think like it's technically not a re- uh, like a release date game and of the release date games like i was surprised people were like freaking out that much like final fantasy is really the big one and then there was like demons obviously demon souls huge but it was a remake right and so usually those don't have as much pull as like a brand new game so 
Godfall I mean, was one of them. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Dude. We don't well, know, here, we don't know anything start, about it. Oh, we're going to talk about this. Let's start, with, <laughs> let's start with TV, though. So if people want to accuse me of interrupting you, I'm going to let you interrupt me. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't going to say anything. If you're worried about interrupting me, I no, was listening joking. to you guys. No, I'm just joking. I know, I know. But people just... <laughs> no, what do you... No, like, you, like Godfall. Coming out the oh, you want Oh, you want to know my opinions on Godfall. Yeah. Okay, so here's what I'm thinking. Like, there's got to be... I don't know. I want to know what's going on behind the scenes. Because everything we've seen about Godfall so far, that looks like, hey, that looked like it'll be really fleshed out and, uh, you know, a pretty cool game next summer or spring release or a fall release. Well, I don't know. Like, I don't know, man. To have it, to have it, I don't know. I think it's too early. Unless they can, they really need to come out and they need to validate that game before they start bragging about it being a launch title or something that's going to be a PlayStation exclusive in the holiday season. Like, they got to prove that it's worth it. I mean, but Ryan, can they even prove it? We got Destiny Destiny on the 10th. <laughs> We've got, uh, you know, Valhalla on the 10th. We've got uh, Call of Duty on the 13th. Godfall's on the 12th. And then all of a sudden, Cyberpunk's coming out. Like, that is the greasiest content week or, or week and a half. Like, I, I don't know how, if you're not one of the biggest games, how you even compete in that week. Like, it, it yeah. seems almost, like, yeah. odd that they would choose that week. But it's yeah, because... Absolutely. Well, it's because they're getting hella bread from Sony to be a launch title for Sony. Right, right? yeah. That's what it's got to be. Fair. fair otherwise, fair, fair, there's gotta. no reason. There's, otherwise, there's there's no reason for them to to make a calculated decision to launch with no credibility, right? There's nothing about that game has a following already that says, hey, we trust these people. We know this product. We're looking forward to the next one. But they got to compete with people who are diehard fans of Assassin's Creed. And they're diehard fans of cyberpunk and they're diehard destiny fans like you've got all these gamers who believe in a product they trust in a developer and are ready to spend big bucks to dive into those experiences and then you've got godfall saying hey we're gonna release too and you know nothing about it. it's like that's well, a bold move or it's a paid move people hate on outriders but i've played outriders twice now me and tash both have and both times like it's just fun like now obviously will it be game of the year i don't know we want to know more about Endgame, all that stuff, right? But it's like, at its core, Outriders is a fun game. I'm for sure just going to get it, at least just to play in the background. I don't know if I'm going to make content on it, but it's one of those things where it's like, they're obviously in a playable state. As far as I know, like, who's playing Godfall, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and it's just like, it's just not helping that we just, like you said, we don't know anything about it. And aside from like the little unveiling today, like earlier today, they tweeted out a spear. It was just, a spear <laughs> and it like rotated a few times and the trailer ended i kid you not and i was like bro what is th like it was like the winter's blade or winter's guile whatever it was i'm just like i don't know what the winter's guile like spear is bro what you like <laughs> what is this trailer whoever is in their marketing team is like probably promised them to like do some experimental thing and it's not working the 10 seconds of gameplay at gamescom and then the, a spear that we know nothing about like it's just, it, i don't understand it they did release an actual trailer trailer not too long ago that kind of had explained a bit yeah showcase it had co-op and stuff like kind of showed it and stuff and showed more gameplay that looks actually good i saw that and i was like oh now i'm interested but these like little yeah. snippets are so dumb well I'll, I'll give you a good example too of how you could do that better was destiny so i didn't know anything necessarily about destiny when it launched but i knew about a gun called red death and i also knew about a helmet called helm of inmost light they released what the perks were and i couldn't really picture it i couldn't really grasp what they did or if they'd actually be good but they actually had the perks on there uh, when they showed it off and so if you're showing me this spear and it says you know attack three times to freeze the enemy like anything just get, give me some context man like no. what is this thing going to do and why do i care about this spinning spear like i really don't know here yeah. here's my yeah. one thing what if godfall is amazing and it's just it gets buried because i'll tell you a game that that i've loved and honestly i think uh in a competitive sense at least was better than overwatch and it was that it was that game. See, now I'm starting to blank on it. It was that game that released by Gearbox. Yeah, by Gearbox. Um, Battleborn. 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 
Battleborn had some incredible character design, had really cool abilities. It had really interesting mechanics, kind of like an MMO, or uh, sorry, not MMO, a, uh, a MOBA, where, you know, you had to farm and there was economy and some real strategy there. And it was a great game. Mr. Fruit and I always talk about it. Man, Battleborn could have been so sick, but it just never got a chance. No one played it. It got released right beside Overwatch, didn't have the marketing budget, whatever it is. And... You know, what if Godfall is this amazing looter shooter? You know, it's better than Anthem. It, it doesn't have the end game issues of Division. It doesn't have these, these issues that Destiny 2 had at launch. And then no one tries it. You know, it, it, it's... A similar I thing with Titanfall 2. Titanfall 2 was exactly. so good. It's going to get it Titanfall. So yeah. it, you, you got to wonder, hey? You got to wonder, like, are they getting big bucks worth it enough? you know what it's one of those things where it's like they could get buried in the launch week like who's gonna be like mom go get me godfall instead of the new call of duty instead of the new assassin's creed instead of cyberpunk nobody you know what i mean like not many people but just in the nature of launching with a console you get a lot of hype like how many games are randomly bundled with consoles you may like get like get the console and get godfall and another game godfall and assassin's creed right it doesn't matter um and then also you tend to have like a really busy launch window and then nothing like not much is going on until holiday 2021 so guess what it's spring and you've played cyberpunk 25 times you might pick up godfall you know what mm. i mean like stuff like that yeah. um so you never know like with with i think a launch is a little bit different than just like randomly coming out one year you know what they should do they should put it in the uh playstation plus collection yeah that might be a play to say you you know what if you get ps5 on launch you uh, get the ps uh, plus collection uh by the way they did talk about that on the stream as well the ps plus collection is it's sort of like i think it's their response to the xbox game pass but it's just a whole bunch of great titles that are classics and on the playstation what if they start adding some of those games that maybe they might godfall. get buried be like yeah, exactly. put godfall on the list yeah man. dude 100 100 yeah. but i think it's time to talk about the drama dude is, is it speaking time? of which the is guy beside i think it's this way the guy beside me <laughs> is um yeah, like, are, is there a platform you're not banned from? Like, basically, everywhere PlayStation was streaming from is somewhere you've been banned. <laughs> I, I mean, I've, at this point, I've been banned from YouTube, now I'm banned oh, on Twitch. Oh, my and, God. Uh, you know, I've been on Twitter, but I'm holding you got to step up, dude. Dude, I'm trying to hold these criminals, these cyber criminals together. <laughs> you guys are just, like, getting banned left and right. I'm the only one, like, I'm the only wholesome one here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's crazy too, because the YouTube ban back in the day, it was so stupid. It, it realistically should never have happened. Um, again, it's one of those things where with any sort of context, or if they didn't just have a bot going, that's against the rules, I wouldn't be banned. You know, I got banned on YouTube for facilitating the purchase of an illegal good because, um, of a, I'm not even gonna say the word. It mellows you out. It's in a drink. I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna say because I don't want to risk YouTube. It's legal. Right. It's legal. It's a where legal you thing. live and most like a lot of yeah. places. And the thing is, is you can only purchase it where it is legal. If you try to purchase it somewhere else, it locks you out. So how am I facilitating the purchase of an illegal good if it can only be purchased legally? That just doesn't yeah. make sense. And so I actually got two bans for that. They reverted the one, but I now have a permanent strike. And so typically. Uh, when you get a ban on your account on YouTube, you get a warning and they say, hey, don't do that again. But I got two of them bah, bah, back to back on the same day. And so I got the, the slap on the wrist, uh, wrist. And then the next one is a weak ban. So I got banned for a week uh, on, yeah. on, on YouTube, even though they reverted one of them. So they're yeah. like, oh, yeah, we were wrong. Now on Twitch, yeah. uh, there was no slap on the wrist. You just gave me the weak ban. Now, depending on what you do, there's different durations. You know, you can get two days, you can get one day. Uh, you can be super toxic or show your boob on stream and get one day. Uh, or well, zero can, days. Or zero days. What, is, what, what on God's earth did you do to get banned for seven days? For right? So, so you're, it's got to be real toxic. How many boobs did you show? Bro, like, be honest. I <laughs> had my balls 
Oh, bro, bro, I was dangling. No, no, but you would think if, if Mtash is getting banned for a week, he must have done something really bad. And I'm not doing a meme. I'm not, I'm not trying to like, I guess maybe I'm making light of it, but I literally got banned for being wholesome. I literally got banned for being Canadian and like, I honestly think doing the right thing. And I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, before I fully reveal this, if I had the choice to do it again, I would. Every single time. So, I mean, that's a lot to unpack. Let me, let me get into it. But I essentially got banned. Sponsors. For... I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Before, let's talk about sponsors. Um, I got banned for promoting and featuring a banned content creator. So um, if you have the audio of someone, if you have the stream open of someone, if you are playing with someone who has been banned with Twitch on your account uh, or on your channel... You can get banned. So an example of this would be Tyler One. Uh, I don't know if you know Tyler One. He's a League of Legends guy. He's the short Jack guy. Um, his girlfriend Michaela was banned, and if she was to show up on his stream, he could get banned. So uh, they actually put up like blinders throughout the house, like curtains and stuff. So she needed to go into the kitchen, and she could, and not be on stream. Uh, I mean, that's a little sus. If she walks by, should he be banned? But what happened with me is is unique. Now I did break the rule and even if i appeal uh i haven't heard back by the time i hear back it probably won't even matter but i got banned for uh showing off wish you luck now let me get into this because this is uh <laughs> this is yeah, i'm sure a lot of people listening are like are like it was wish bro i'm going to his twitter right <laughs> now don't blame the guy because right. for once wi well i shouldn't say for, for once <laughs> wish was not being tied. This is not on Wish. No, exactly. This is, it really is. This it, is it on Twitch 1000%. It wasn't Wish. It wasn't Wish being toxic. It wasn't Wish doing anything wrong. And um, it wasn't his fault. Here's the thing. Is I had played him in Rumble. And so one of the issues is in the, in the ban report is I was playing with Wish You Luck. I can't control who I matchmake against. Right. Like, I, I, there's, I can't control. I'm playing Rumble, a free-for-all playlist. We're not in voice chat together. We're not talking. We didn't link up and be like, yo, match right now. So I'm not playing with the guy. I played against him. And the matchmaking put me against him. So scary because this means, like, think about the repercussions. This means that if you randomly match in a game of Warzone with Dr. Disrespect Bam. and you're streaming, you have precedent to be banned now. This is Twitch did this. This is not made up. This is this dude. This people should be freaking out about this. That, that's insane that they use it that really as like a, a reason. It, it, and so, so it goes further than that because you know maybe that's not quite enough. And you know that was one of the reasons listed. But the big one was I had showed him off on stream. I showed uh, I showed his YouTube stream on my stream, and that is what it got me uh, banned. I, so the thing is it was, though, it was like two months ago. So someone went back, found the VOD or found my YouTube video, said, hey, and reported it. So it was either someone who doesn't, you know, really doesn't like me at Twitch. It's, you know, maybe another Destiny podcaster that got banned on Twitch that's, you know, reporting me. Who knows what it could be. But someone went back with a bit of a vendetta against the Tashman and reported it. Now, here's the big, the big juicy drama is the reason it happened. If you took any context from this ban, you would say, he shouldn't be banned. And I'm going to tell you why. Wish You why? Luck. Wish You Luck was banned. His, his final ban, his permanent ban, was for harassing and his audience, his audience harassing another streamer. Right? He got banned because his audience was being toxic towards other people or whatever. The real story is he played a cheater. He said, chat, you know what to do. Go report this guy. But Twitch said, no, no, no. You are sending your audience to go attack this guy. But even if you're not sending your audience, maybe you don't verbally say, hey, go harass this guy. If your audience is harassing people on Twitch, that's a problem. If your subs are going into someone's stream and harassing, you can get banned for that, right? And so what ended up happening is I matched Wish You Luck in Rumble and we played. And chat is going off. Yo, it's Wish You Luck. He's being toxic. He's teabagging. He's talking mad trash about you. And the first time we played, I said, yeah, you know what? He is pretty toxic, is what it is. I'm not surprised, right? 
But after stream, I went back and I looked, and he didn't say anything. He had nothing rude to say about me. And so chat had bugged him. You know, chat had bugged me. They had tried to cause all this drama. And so they trolled you. They trolled they me. They, they absolutely trolled me. And I was like, oh, shit. And, you know, Wish ended up making videos saying this, this is why people think I'm so toxic is because even though I didn't do anything, people in the Destiny community just assume I'm being evil and, and I'm toxic. And if you look at the video, he didn't say a damn word. Now, two days later, I match him again and chat does it again. Wish is toxic. Da -da -da. They're, they're starting to, to get riled up in chat. And uh, I told them to stop. I was like, he didn't do it. I know he didn't do it. But then it changes. And chat starts going, Wish is crying. I was like, what? What, what do you mean? Wish is breaking down crying. So I opened up his stream and he's having a breakdown. I mean, he, he, he's, he's, he's crying on stream. This is a grown man crying. Because he's been harassed constantly about this. He's like, I didn't even do anything, right? I'm trying to just play the game and, 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 and your audience is just attacking me. Your audience is, is acting like I'm this bit bad guy. I didn't say anything, Mike. And he's, he's trying to apologize and he's trying to say, like, I'm not trying to cause drama. And, you know, I, I listened to his stream and, and I listened to how he got banned and, and I know how he got banned and it is a little sus. And he has children. And he's made comments in the past that... That worried me a lot. He has made, uh, you know, some suicidal type comments saying, if I didn't have my kids, I wouldn't be here anymore. And so when you take someone who has made comments like that, you see someone who is down, breaking down. Am I just going to leave the guy? Am I going to just be like, oh, that sucks. See you later. Well, here's the thing. If I did do that, I wouldn't be banned. If I said, ha, sucks to be you, bitch. You know, if I just left the guy, if I turned off his stream, if I never opened it, if I never looked, I probably wouldn't be banned. But instead, I stayed there. I talked with the guy. I ended up actually donating some, some money to him because, you know, like, he's actually going to be quitting YouTube and stream, and he, um, he's going into nursing and stuff. He's, he's making a transition from content because, you know, he wants to be, you know, more reliable for his family, I guess, or whatever. And so I donated some money. I talked to him. I was like, man, you know keep grinding on YouTube. Like you're obviously super skilled and like you have an audience there. Don't throw it all away. Cause that was, that was what he's saying. He's like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm throwing it away. Right. This guy is like on the ledge, not suicidally, but like he's on the ledge of quitting completely because people in my community are harassing him. And you know, that's the crazy thing. I'm, I'm damned. If I do, I'm damned. If I don't, if I let my that audience harass someone to tears, is that not toxic? Is that not ban worthy? That's the thing that like blows my mind is like Twitch has all these rules about not being toxic and they don't want anyone to be toxic and they and you're like I said it's bannable to send people over to attack someone and you showed his stream essentially to show these people hey look here's what's going on he is not in a good way and obviously he's not being toxic look you can see for yourself he's not being toxic right and Twitch is yeah. like no you're bad like that it's just again oh you you might cut out could easily be like look at the contacts and be like hey he's not promoting this guy or playing with this guy he's just like this guy's down he's being nice let's let's leave it so that just annoys yeah. me so much two things have to happen in my opinion two things have to happen first and foremost when twitch issues a ban they need to cite when and where you broke the rule that got you banned it cannot be talk. Can you imagine if if I walked into my son's room while he's playing, doing his thing, having fun, and I just walked up to him and I said, you are grounded, don't do it again, and left, he would get nothing from that. He might do the same thing again. He has no idea what he did wrong, and all that he does is he fears his father, and the same is true for Twitch. When you walk into the room and they pull your income out from underneath you and they say, bad, don't do it again, they are the bad guys. They are the bad guys. They have to cite when and where you broke what rule. And the other thing that has to happen, and don't tell me they do not have the resources to have one, two, three, four, even five people, a whole team dedicated to doing this. They have the resource. They have to have a reliable appeals um, process that you that is linked right then and there. If you think that this is not fair, submit your appeal here, and we will respond within 24 hours. 
even if that response is, we see your appeal, we will get to it as soon as we can. You need to be have a response. They have, those are the two things that have to happen. When and where did you break that rule? And they have to have an appeals process that is reliable. And you'd think right. these multi-billion dollar companies would be better organized, but like it recently came out, we talked about this earlier, like there's a big YouTube drama about like showing a fake video of these like, it's a staged video of these people in like a SpongeBob outfit came and beat this guy up like a fake punches. And that got, and it got reported for critical for like, uh, like outrageously violent content. And they found out basically that the people who do the striking do not communicate. Like he is talking with his contact at YouTube and the guy's like, I cannot get a hold of them. They're their own splinter cell. They the report people and we can't contact them. Like what, aren't you supposed to be the companies of the future? Like Twitch <laughs> and, and YouTube, they're like uh, with it. You know what I mean? They're built on technology and they can't even email a different department. Like what is going on with these companies? And it bugged me when we tweeted about this. So many people were like, well, uh, you signed the contract. You signed the contract. You should have obeyed the rules. It's like, listen, bootlicker. This is buried <laughs> in page 5,900 yeah. in fine text and they don't even enforce it fairly, right? Like I said, like you said, part of the reason was that you matched him. Now, I'm not saying it was the full reason, but it, that they cited that as part of the reason is that you played with him, which you just randomly matched him. So like, obviously they're not enforcing that to its full. Didn't, yeah, Nadeshot played a tournament with Dr. Disrespect. Nadeshot's not banned. They're never gonna ban him because he's huge, right? And they shouldn't ban him, obviously. But it's like, you can't, in the fine print, is there a fine print that says we're going to enforce this with extreme bias and have robots with no soul making these decisions? No. So get off your high horse, stop boot licking. And these are multi-billion dollar companies. They can hire some more people to look at this. Come on. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, is like, if I get banned for that, that's fine. But you have to be consistent. And there's no consistency. There's, there's no None. accountability even. And we talked about this literally the other day with youtube even with my band like like as you're saying there's no contact there's no information there's no way to contact him it's like i'm banned i don't know how to appeal this and even with the twitch one i had to go through like another website channel i had to like find another help article click that then you know enter the information and uh, i don't even know if i did it right if i'm being honest with you i don't even know if i did my appeal right uh, at this point, I'm boned no matter what, because as you said, there's probably no one even listening. But the fact that it got to this level with zero context and, and zero protection, I mean, they, they essentially took a week of my job away. Like, they just, they're just like, hey, yeah. here you go. What if that happened during Beyond Light? What if that happened during the sub thing where I became in the top 30 most sub channels on all of Twitch? I mean, yeah, Nade Shot, probably bigger. But there was a point where I was bringing in more money than Pokemon, right? So it's like, I must be doing something right on Twitch. Like, there must be some leeway. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. We've been nope. later. Like, later. I don't know. So Crazy. You, the, th another thing that bothers me about that is, is the apparent double standard. Because they are trying to show this, oh, we are so committed to keeping people away from toxicity being fair and kind and embracing diversity and, and all this stuff. And meanwhile, it's like they put zero effort into, and we saw this this week, into their, into their promotional events trying to embrace uh, multicultural backgrounds. And this week, if you're not aware, uh, Twitch decided to do a uh, embrace latino heritage and culture right and, and they they fumbled they fumbled hard oh, because oh the, man it was like the how most stereotypical how someone, like how did someone check off on this and say yep this is a good idea like that's good <laughs> like how if you don't know what they did they were essentially doing like the latinx like culture movement on twitch they're trying to like, like embrace latin culture and, and everything for a month latino right? culture month right? that's what they're trying to do and they essentially put the most stereotypical additions to emo. So like, hey, let's support uh, the culture. Let's let's talk about land culture. And they're like, here's a sombrero. Here's a maraca. Like, whoa! Their idea, their idea like, was like, take an emote, add a sombrero <laughs> to it. Yeah. Now it's Latino. It's like, whoa, right. dude. And it's like it was like just all stuff like that. It wasn't even like you know lesser known stuff like 
you know, no. the there's zero or, effort. You no know, Aztec. There was like, if it was one thing was a sombrero and then there was all these other things and all these other like features, I don't think anyone would have, would have been mad, but it was just like, I think someone said it best. Like the really insulting thing is not just the clear stereotypes they were enforcing, but it was that they put zero effort. It's like, yeah. they're like, oh crap. Like uh, Latino uh, month is is tomorrow. Yo, Bobby, intern, what do we do? And he's like, ah, <laughs> sombrero. <laughs> he's like, we can. That's literally what it was like because it was like the most uh, low effort. And again, it's like Jeff Bezos has a trillion dollars. You can't yeet point one percent to like a couple of actually talented people to come up with some actually good emotes or something like that. Yeah. Like, what a joke, dude. And it's and it really shows like it's all surface level. Like you said, they have like all these different panels and they're here for the creator and there's like all these like diversity panels and, and it's all surface level. And then they have this, you know, image and then right behind it, they're like banning everyone who like does anything remote. Like they don't care about you, yeah. you know, they're just banning yeah. the crap out of people and for doing this is, minor stuff. They have huge creators and influencers on their own platform that have great Latino heritage and, and, and that's their upbringing and that's their background. Just pull from that. Be like, hey, guys, we wanted to get you guys into a chat room and just kind of talk and unpack what we have in mind for this event that we're going to do. What would make you feel really valued and really honor your culture, your heritage here on this platform? They have great resources to pull from. It was just zero effort. It Dude, really yeah. was. They did the equivalent of being like, oh, it's it's the you know Black History Month. Let's get emotes with watermelon fried chicken. Let's think of the most racist stereotypes and just yeah. throw them like, 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 What the hell are you doing? What, what are you doing? It it's oh my it's God. so brain dead. It is so brain dead. Like they just, it's like they don't even think it through. Obviously they don't. It's like surface level, like as you said, uh, attempts at being inclusive, at being, um, you know, forward thinking or whatever you want to call it but they're just making it worse in fact they didn't just make themselves look forward thinking they made themselves look racist they made themselves right. look dumb and it's like they are so blind to the environment they're so blind to what content creators want how many times in the last couple of years have they released a feature where everyone goes eh? they what, um, what do you mean <laughs> bro they did it teacher, like, uh... today they did it today the ads are mid-roll adding now. Like, you have no control. You don't know when it's going to happen. There's already... To a give people watching... I'm going to interrupt you. We're going to give people watching an experience of that because let's do our ad read right yeah, now. Let's, do it. let's do it. Let's do it. No cap. We're doing right? it now. I'm about to talk about this big, talk, uh, big topic, but do you know what's more important? Advanced GG. I've been sipping on this the entire time, and it's been giving me the energy to get Whoa. into this juicy drama. And did you know that Advanced GG has multiple amazing products? There is the Focus line, which is clinically proven to improve your cognitive focus while doing things like playing video games, studying, or homework, or anything like that. Did you know that they have an Energy line, which is cheap, effective, green tea, caffeine that tastes delicious, like the Magic Rainbow Sherbet flavor, which is available with the MTAS shaker cup right now. Oh, come on, come on. This isn't part of it. Let's... I know, I know, but we actually have a discount code <laughs> advanced.gg. Use code RGH for 10% off. Advanced, thank you for sponsoring this. It's a great product. Uh, we've been using it for a long time, and they they, they really love us because we have They're no other sponsors. The They're here from the start before RGH existed. Even if you don't like sponsors, like you gotta admit, like they sponsored us before we existed. Like that's pr a pretty OG, that's about as OG as you can get. Yeah. And again, code RGH supports all three of us. Yeah, so it's it's a joint thing. You can help out the, uh, the stream. Now, back to our regular broadcasting. Can you imagine how disruptive <laughs> that is? It happened. Yeah. It happened today during the PlayStation event. They were talking about the brand new Harry Potter game. They're like, "Welcome to Hogwarts." And it <laughs> cuts to an ad. It cuts yeah, to an ad. Yeah, that was terrible. Right? This is a game people that, are anticipating. The game looks sweet too. I know Honestly, it looks so I sick. Like it. And then it comes back, and it's like, "Enjoy Hogwarts oh. and beautiful graphics." <laughs> and it's like, "Woody, I missed the entire you became a meme that everyone said you would be." Right? They became a meme in less than twenty-four hours. Everyone's like, "Oh, imagine if this happened." It happened the very first <laughs> day, bro. It is insanity, and the fact that they don't realize that they could be cucking like some of the best moments on Twitch because oh, mid-roll ad. 
It's insane. I know they need to make money. I know that they need to play ads, but bro, you can't be doing that. World's first race of Destiny right before Dado finally gets world first. 80,000 people watching. Oh my God, I think we're going to do that. Now, we're going to look at Tide Pods. Second. Yeah, Here's okay. the thing. I, I have said this time and time again. The magic of live streams is the organic moments that come out of them. It's not the eight-hour stream. It's not. Yeah. It's it's really about maybe three minutes tops in that eight hours of these moments that are purely organic that make your chat feel like they were a part of something really special. And so, so uh, the chances... And it's not just about probabilities. It, we learned this today. It will happen. There are streamers who will lose magic moments with their community over mid-roll out, uh, ads. They will lose magic moments that will become iconic for their channels, iconic for their growth, iconic for their character, iconic for their communities because of mid-roll ads. 100%. Like, like, just even think of, like, you're watching Warzone, you're watching any of the Battle Royales, it's you know squad versus squad for the clutch ad roll now the difference like people need to understand like this is so much different than like random ads because i know there's going to be people being like you guys put ads in your youtube videos there's no different the difference is like if you make a youtube video it's not meant to be live right it's meant to be its own product it's meant to be on its own it's very different like you've already edited it down and you can choose where you put those ads mm -hmm. right yeah so you're not just being really like interruptive like if you're watching a youtube video you're watching that and you can rewind you can do like all this stuff if you're watching twitch you're watching it because it's live because it's happening right now and you just have an uncontrollable ad like that's so different than someone saying all right i'm gonna play some ads i gotta go to the bathroom i gotta do whatever like that's fine or it's on a schedule that's fine that's the streamer's choice but like there's just so many different pieces of live stream content that will that would be ruined if, if an ad came up in the middle of it it's just crazy like how they thought this was a good idea it, it doesn't even have to be the big events too like even as you were saying like people are playing um you know like warzone right you get your loadouts and stuff it's a simple thing but like that crate drops and you miss the whole process of like them getting the crate and getting their their well, loadouts and all that, using? right yeah like, what are you like using? Yeah. they're like what is he using oh i just missed that and now i have to go back like <clears throat> it's so stupid and, yeah. you know, someone actually mentioned it in chat, you know, they're not even really incentivizing to play the ads because I can't say the exact number. I actually, I can't do it. It's, it's in our contracts. I mean, maybe I should leak it anyways, because I'm banned anyways. Just leak it to me. Right? And That's it, I'm not. I'm not the, the CPM or the cost per thousand views or whatever it is, cost per mil. So it's like maybe a fifth maybe even a sixth, maybe an eighth in some cases of what YouTube pays. And so it's like, why the hell am I going to play not just like a quick 15 second skippable ad? Because sometimes YouTube ads are like quick, short things you can skip, right? When so Twitch plays an like ad, it's like things. Twitch ads are like, here is 60 seconds of why you're yeah. going to buy a Mazda. And it's like, uh -huh. all right, here is, here, is, here is 30 to 60 seconds of why you are going to watch The Boys, the boys on Amazon. Two, right? If you don't, yeah. we'll find you. And, like, and you can't chill. skip it. You can't skip it. You can't do anything about it. And you get peanuts. Like, we're talking the ad revenue on this is so abysmal compared to youtube it's like well why would i do that to my audience they're gonna miss the moments they're gonna it's be annoyed because, right it's probably because amazon doesn't have a lot of money yeah well, exactly. yeah exactly yeah. dude totally Jeff, jeffy boy can't take like a a 10 percent pay cut to avoid this or something he'll only be a 900 billionaire he won't be a trillionaire what a shame it's like dude yeah it's insane like they're just taking, it's like the same guy who came up with the Latinx month emotes came up with the mineral <laughs> ads, bro. Who is this dude at Twitch who's approving these ideas? Fire that guy immediately. Like, <laughs> yo, Jeff, if you're watching, I'm sorry for insulting you, but whoever isn't making those decisions, that guy's got to be out. Because it's just like two whammies in one week. Like, right. what are you doing over there? Bro, but, you know, honestly, that's like a good segue too, is like, it isn't just one week though. It's like, it's like week after week, there's like a little break and then they do something else that's messed up. Like Twitch seems to repeatedly be stepping on their own toes. And, uh, you know, there is like, 
what we talked about the other day with like the crazy people like Hassan in power. It's funny. We talk about that and all of a sudden I get banned in the next, you know, in the next week. Honestly, though, that's, I mean, I that's... know, put your tinfoil hat on. I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> does, does Hassan have a friend that saw that and he's like, Give him a There's one. There's no way. Give him one. Uh, give him a one. High up would have connections in Twitch. No way. I mean, it's... dude, you'd, we talk about how much of a dirtbag Hassan is, and someone goes back like six, like three months and looks in your VOD. That's a, as you'd say it among us. That's sus. It's so that sus. That is sus. It's so sus. AF, bro. Even, it, yo, yeah. like, come on, Twitch. Get get your ducks in order. Come on. Hassan's calling in one last favor, I guess. <laughs> Apparently. Like, oh, well, come and, on. And, like, who knows? Maybe I get banned again the second I get back because they're like, oh, you played the Dr. Disrespect Gillette song on your stream a year ago? Here you go. Another ban. You can't uh, play Warzone because uh, you could match Dr. Disrespect and you're screwed. Seriously. Like, I, I don't know. Meanwhile, meanwhile, other platforms, they're not sitting idly by. I mean, Twitch is having fumble after fumble after fumble. And I'm not saying other platforms are perfect, but they're at least making moves. Mm -hmm. uh, this week we saw Facebook says, hey, you know what? You know, we got songs from like, you know, Warner Brothers, like some major publishers. We've got Fire. some uh, copyrighted music that our creators can now use in their streams, you know? And we've seen a number of uh, big names making transitions to Facebook gaming and also YouTube. Yeah. YouTube is it booming right oh. now? Absolutely booming. Yeah, we were we were gonna talk about this the other that's day. That's why we're here, boys. Yeah, that's why we're here. I mean, even right now, and, and like I don't know if it's because there's the Twitch drum or what. Our live stream right now has double our first live stream on Twitch. Right, that's we, right. We've got twelve hundred viewers almost right now. That's a pretty damn good number on a channel that has five thousand viewers. Is that YouTube? Is that the algorithm? I have no idea. It could just be the big juicy drama. But still, y'all don't come back great. here next week just because <laughs> we're gonna get them back. We're gonna get them banned again. We'll get them banned again. We're gonna get you back. All right. So you hit the subscribe button. I'm telling you, dude. I'm gonna be not happy if you guys just here for him getting banned. Yeah, <laughs> like seriously, 10 seconds. You're gonna deflate our ego. Like, bro, yeah, come on. We need this. <laughs> but in all reality, uh, I actually wanted to bring this up, uh, like on on the first episode. Honestly, the second episode we didn't we didn't talk about it either. But YouTube gaming is doing shockingly good the live stream for the playstation event had like over a million like two million people at one point and that's right that is a that is a huge live stream uh valkyrie right she was on twitch before she went to youtube there were some moments where maybe viewership was a little sus but she started playing among us and she started playing among us with some big creators she had sixty-five thousand viewers today courage that is a uh, that is an right? insane number. Right? I know for some people they don't they hear these numbers they don't really grasp what that means. That is a crap ton. Of, can you imagine this? This girl is live streaming to to multiple football stadiums, uh, filled with people. And that's and crazy. How many people in Twitch's history have ever hit sixty five thousand viewers as a single streamer on the podcast? I can't imagine it's more than 20, 30 people, forty people, fifty people, maybe for like a one off one-off stream like literally when someone gets unbanned like tyler one dr disrespect like when someone gets unbanned or returns they might have a stream that big but she's just streaming among us and the day before was forty-five thousand. courage jd is streaming on youtube eighty thousand a hundred thousand a hundred and thirty-five thousand these are number uh numbers that they never hit on twitch right mm -hmm. and and they're they're smashing them on youtube there are people like laser beam you want to know how much he has on the average Fortnite stream when there's a brand new content drop? 900,000 viewers. What? Insane. No, no streamer gets that many viewers on YouTube. That is insanity. That is insanity. And, you know, Dr. Disrespect, he's been killing it. Ninja did his thing. 150,000 viewers. I mean, Doc had 400 or 500,000 on his kind of reveal stream. He wasn't even streaming. He just had like a, a song looping and uh, the alleyways kind of logo. And, you know, it makes you wonder, is YouTube going to take over? I mean, they're already doing great on YouTube, but, like, if these streams are this fire, if you're getting that much reach, bro, maybe I should just go to YouTube. Like, maybe... Yeah. Maybe... The reason people... Yo, you go, go, uh, go. I was just going to say, the people might be wondering, yo, why don't you go to YouTube then if it's so good? The reason... I'll, I'll tell you why. It's because YouTube acts like notifications are bad and basically i guess someone at youtube did 
some studies or something and found out that y'all subscribe to a lot of people. And if you all got notifications for every single video they put up, apparently YouTube has decided that's too much for you. Like they have just decided this. So if you live stream on YouTube and then you try to put out a video, that video, like live streaming will essentially, um, what's going to happen is that the live stream will, we had a little, whoa. We good? <laughs> Essentially, you live stream, then you put out a video. YouTube will notify less people of that video because it's already notified people of that stream and vice versa. So, you know, if it's a big event like us and Beyond Light comes out and I try to do a stream on YouTube and then I try to put out like two Beyond Light videos of like insane stuff, YouTube's going to be like, yeah, no one's going to see that third video. Like, no, we're right. not going to tell anyone about it. That's why we always beg you guys to press the, the bell button. The bell button is the only thing that w is like, that's basically the bell button is the control you have over the YouTube algorithm. It says, no, YouTube, I know what's best for me. I want to be notified of new content. Yeah. Like, and, and so that's the, if they can fix that and make it more attractive to stream and make content, they'd see even more growth, I think. Yeah. And here's the thing. YouTube has been established long before Twitch existed. The number of users on that platform is astronomical. Okay. So, logically if they can refine their their live streaming process really well i mean they're gonna crush it they really are they're gonna crush it and and I, i'm speaking as a facebook streamer their uh demographic is really really good for gamers because the, the the kinds of people that go to youtube are really not the same kinds of people that are constantly on facebook so i think that youtube is uniquely positioned because they have an algorithm that's been they've been refining for decades they have got an astronomical number of users and they have a target demographic that is fitting for gamers i think that they are uniquely positioned to just catapult to the top yeah if they capitalize good point okay so what one other thing i wanted to mention with that <clears throat> so there was kind of a, a meme when we started covering borderlands and uh there were some content creators that got the game before us. And there was literally in the first two to three days, there was a couple content creators that were posting a video every two hours, even one hour. And I can understand that probably the notifications uh, maybe got, you know, stifled a little bit, like Kakis was saying. Maybe there's less notifications. But I have a question for you guys. If the hype is there around your brand, if you are, uh, you know, someone like Courage or Valkyrie who's getting those really good views, does it matter? Do those notifications really matter? If you're live streaming and the algorithm is pulling people in, I mean, right now our live stream is doing awesome and we have no following. So if you're Valkyrie, you're Courage, you're streaming, you're getting 70, 80,000 people, does that not way out benefit the notifications? Like maybe because they're live streaming, there are so many effing people that are finding them because of that that it far outweighs yeah. notifications. I don't know. As, I, I don't yeah, know. But 100%, you stream a lot. I make a lot of like standalone content. So like it's less attractive to me. I don't want to screw over my videos. You could be the opposite. You're like, I'm not as much into videos as streaming. So it, it's always give and take with any system. Now, the last thing I think we need to talk about is, you know, just before we end here, D2 is finally fun this week. And I was kidding, not actually finally fun, but D2 is popping off a little bit because they just decided, do you guys remember when there was that glitch where uh, they made it so that um, Nightfall, the Nightfall accidentally had double loot? For Warden of Nothing. Warden of Nothing. That's and, the only uh, time I've done Nightfalls. <laughs> no, guess what? Guess what? Do you know one who made a, a, a video that did pretty well that said they should do an event like this? Bingo. <laughs> Yo boy! So if you're enjoying this week, you're welcome. Hit the bell button for me. I'm just kidding. But in all seriousness, I think there was a there was absolutely a lot of feedback from people when that mistake happened who said, Holy crap, this is fun. I'm sure Bungie yeah. saw the numbers go through the roof. And so now they're doing it again. So this is a great idea. This is like, and it and it and it begs the question: it's like you have a lot of dead time especially when you have a delay. There definitely wouldn't be as, like, hey, you know, it'd be launching next week if there wasn't a delay. Next Tuesday, this upcoming Tuesday. 
but you do have these dead times. It's like, is it a good idea to fill it with this stuff? And I think it is like, imagine this concept applied to so many other things. Hey, you get double legendaries this week. I, I still need a good last hope. I'm still looking, right? Oh, yeah. You get double resources. You get double legendary shards. You get double whatever. Just have these random weeks throughout the year where, yeah. hey, you know what? If you're still playing our game, if you're on, if you're grinding, you're going to be even more rewarded. Yo, and I, I think that's the best kind of FOMO. Yeah, and let me ask you this, Cacus. As a PvE sweat lord, is it a good idea for people who are trying to gear up to raid week one when the new content drops, is it a good idea for them to stock up on masterwork materials? Let me tell you, coming from a PVP, a PVE sweat Lord God to a PVP (laughs) scrub who doesn't even have year two taken armaments. I will tell you that it is. If you, and if you're watching this, there is like literally no excuse not to grind because it's importantly, not just for grandmaster. If you can do grandmaster, it's the most lucrative by far. But the match-made difficulties, Bungie was smart enough to have some match-made difficulties of Nightfall for the Ordeal. So if you go to like the uh, like level 901, 950, whatever it is, that's the highest one that's match-made, you're still going to get a pretty good exotic farm in. Yeah. It gets mm-hmm. still worth it for you. So it's just great for the entire community right now. Yeah, and you know, that's the thing. Great way to gear up, by the way. It is like... like awesome way what is the player base of trials on the weekend like one percent of the player base put double rewards in there put triple rewards maybe dude, people yes. will actually play it dude right triple triple token trials baby once a month triple token trials sort of disabled <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah well, and then just uh, just go go for it dude that'll be bonkers man here's the thing here's the thing with destiny with destiny there is no economy in the game there's no trading um right if i have a god rolled spare rations it doesn't hurt you necessarily unless we're in pvp a lot of the gear a lot of things we find is for pve and so if you're farming for exotics if you're farming for ascendant shards that doesn't hurt anyone yes if i have all masterwork gear and you don't i will have better stats for sure absolutely but come on bro like this is not a game where they need to be limiting our stuff. I've had more fun in these nightfalls than I've had in ages playing any sort of PV content because it's really, really rewarding. And it's like they, they don't want people to quit because, well, because they get all the stuff. But it's like, well, I'm going to quit. But that's why they cap the Ascendant Shards. You can only have 10 in your inventory. And you uh-huh. can only have 10 in your Postmaster. If you try to get more, they will not drop. So like for me, I've had to infuse basically every exotic I have, even if I don't like it, just essentially to turn three shards into one shard so I can keep getting shards. So you're talking about like, yeah, what is Bungie afraid of? You playing the game a lot and then mass working all your stuff? Oh no, like your stuff is already masterwork. Oh no, oh no. You're having so much fun that you're telling people about this amazing (laughs) stuff. Like, oh no, you got all this cool stuff that you want to show off to your friends. Oh no, that's the thing. And there's actually a big talk from some of the, Um, developers of Diablo back in the day. And there's also a really good talk about the Path of Exile developers uh, who kind of elaborated on that further. You either are going to get people who beat your game and quit and they go unsatisfied because they're annoyed. Oh, no loot's dropping. Or they were going to quit your game anyways, but they leave super satisfied because a game like Destiny, you know, eventually people are going to run out of stuff to do. Like right now, it's a pretty dry period. But they can either leave super satisfied and super hyped, or they can be like, this is stingy. I'm really sick of this game. I never get anything that I want. What is better? Hmm. What is better? And it just doesn't make sense, especially because there's no economy. In RuneScape, in, in World of Warcraft, with trading, all this stuff, if you're just handing out mounts and rare gear and, and, and tanking the economy, okay, there's going to be a problem here. People who worked really hard for uh, you know a, a sword that's worth a lot of money if you just hand that out and you tank the economy, that ruins their experience. That, that shit's not happening. If I have 50 Hall of Fired Hearts, you know, if I got 50 transverse steps in my inventory, who cares? That's for me. Right. I want them. I'm, I'm looking for the best. Masterwork one. something once. It's like, yeah, you can get a cracked roll and masterwork it, and then you will have a discernible advantage over someone who just got it from the collection. Like all you're doing is like giving those people who don't usually get to masterwork a chance to masterwork it. 
and yeah, yeah it's just uh it, but you know what let's not focus on why this doesn't happen more often let's focus on why it, it is happening it's a good idea it should be applied to more they've already done triple valor a bunch of times but like you get the valor rewards haven't changed in like since destiny one came out basically is it so like yeah. let's focus on yeah the trial triple trials loot is a great idea uh you know double raid loot uh, right double raid loot Anything like like yeah i wanted to see the numbers because i haven't seen them lately i want to know how many how what percentage of the population is currently raiding because i was just talking about this actually on stream today um i was like man i can't remember the last time i did a last last wish raid and that raid's really cool you know, I would love to have a reason, something that just said, like you said, it's not going to break anything. It won't break anything. The only oh. thing it's going to do is make more people play your game. If you start saying, hey, we're going to do double drops in Last Wish, people are like, oh, you know, I never got my thousand voices. You know, mm -hmm. why not get a group together and just bang it out? You know, we, we did that last night with you, Ryan. We went and got that chest because you're missing one of the taken mods, yeah. right? So it's That's like right. if you get double Guaranteed rewards, you're going back in. Imagine if they did an event for it's like the chests drop guaranteed like mods. You're gonna get guaranteed taken armaments or taken something. That's from a great the chest, idea, right? That's a great people, idea. And and then if you're like, well, I don't know how to raid. Like, well, I'll tell you, it was someone I know has made some guides, but but in, in reality, what happens <laughs> is every single streamer out there does carries. Dude, yeah. if you go in the Twitch channel, it is just GM carries after GM carries after GM carries. You don't mm -hmm. have to be someone who's has this amazing friend group. You just have to be patient. Dude, it's so it's honestly so easy to get. You find a smaller streamer who has like 14 viewers. Oh my gosh. Who's yes, cracked so at the game. Yeah. You're like guaranteed to get in there and you get your masterwork stuff. Like I, that's what annoys me. People are like, oh, I don't have any friends. I can't do it. And they're like, have you tried any LFGs or done anything? Have you looked at any streams? They're like, no. It's like they're like crafty's raffles are too high i can't get in trials it's like go stroll down to the guy with 10 viewers who is insanely good at the game there's, and is looking yeah. to grow a brand you'll there's win so a raffle streaming off their ps4 with five viewers that are absolutely yeah. cracked it's like yes. dude the same amount of time you spend complaining on twitter you could use to find games and you'd be golden yeah like and they're not the even you don't have to be a sub or anything yeah right. exactly I mean, back in the day when when the raids first came out for Destiny One, that's how I found all my raids. And that and like mm -hmm. I wanted to make a video on the raid, I had to go find an LFG team because I didn't have the clout yet. I didn't have any audience to just be like, "Yo, everyone, jump in my lobby." And Dude, uh, it was so I, easy to find people. People are just lazy. They're so lazy. Like sometimes, like let's say we're not saying, "Hey, it's all your fault." There's gonna be toxic LFGs. We know, yeah. and it's all gonna right. be crappy. You just have to persevere, Dude. When this is, I have to tell this story really quickly because, you know, people are probably going to be salty. I was like, oh, Rick Kakis said it's my fault. The LFGs are toxic. No, no, no. Listen, I'm telling you, we know they're toxic. Here's a story about how toxic they are. When my team was, we were the only team that beat Crown of Sorrow in that 24-hour completion period when the modifier was up in the world. No one on Xbox, no one on PS4 except for us. So we were the only six people in the entire world who had the emblem, the 24-hour emblem. Someone from my group tried to find an LFG just to, to do some stuff, to get some loot. And the LFG said no to him. They said no, because you don't have enough completions. You have to have like 20 completions. And he had like, you know, 15 or something. And he's like, I have the emblem. I was on the only <laughs> team in the world that beat this with the challenge modifier. And they, and they said, no, they they're like, nope. You don't have enough completions. So trust me when we say we know how toxic these LFGs are. That's like the most insane story I've ever heard in my life. Like, like that shows you what types of places these are. But you got to get lucky once. You got to find a good group once. Because guess what? You can add all those people from that group and you get to keep playing with them. It's not like mm -hmm. you, the people you play an LFG with are gone forever after. So keep that in mind too. Yeah. And say you jive with one person. Add you know, that one LFG, guy. Yeah. You add that one in the group. Guy. Start, you know. And it's the same thing for PvP because I, I tell the story a lot uh, on stream. I remember back before I had any clout, no you know established community or anything. I was just trying to start making videos. Um, I just played PvP a bunch in the smaller playlists like Skirmish back in D1. I lived in Skirmish 3v3. And what happened was I continually matched um, a couple of players that, that day after day we would just be playing at the same times before work uh jack taddy battle ready i still remember their names 
I would just constantly play against them. And eventually we were like, hey, we should team up sometime. You know, GG's, I play you all the time. We just exchanged some messages. I added one of them. Then I added the other one of them. We had a skirmish team. We scrimmaged people. We scrimmaged against, um, you might not even remember, like back in the day, some OG clans like Incinerate and Invigorate. Like, oh, yeah. And that's how we got started. That's how I started my brand was just because I was playing the game and adding a couple of people here and there until I just had a group of people. So I was able to access some other activities that were otherwise unapproachable to me. And really, you just had to put yourself out there sometimes. And I mean, if you're going to do it, now is the time. As we kind of said, the loot is incredible for Destiny uh, with the Nightfalls, and it's super worth it. But I think we've we've talked about it enough. This is a pretty big episode. We talked about the PS5, some really exciting stuff with the, the games, the launching, you know, the console war kind of thing is going on. Um, crazy. But it's a good time for gamers. It's a really good time for gamers. There's the... The Call of Duty Alpha is on PS4 this weekend. Probably going to jump in and play that, right? Oh, I'm... Yeah. You going to jump I'm in? quick scope. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I also want to say, as we're going off, like, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Like, we're just getting started. Be sure... Like, like I said earlier, hit that bell that tells YouTube you're in charge, not then, not them. And we're planning to do a lot of fun stuff. We're going to be introducing uh, channel memberships. So you're going to have, like, little emotes and stuff. I'm sure all three of us are going to put our own, like, conflicting emotes and, you know, <laughs> choose who to rep. And then those people are going to be submitting, like, we're going to have start to have, like, questions at the end of the podcast just a little bit and stuff like that. So we got plans. And we want to include you guys watching. So thank you so much uh, for being here. Yeah, we want to we want to definitely do some like more interactive things, especially if you're going to take the time to watch us live. Uh, we just got to get a lot of stuff like there's there's way more than we thought to get a, uh, a podcast going. So. Especially when we're getting banned half the time. I'm never <laughs> getting banned. Yeah, <laughs> we got to change platforms every week because we don't know where we're allowed <laughs> to stream. Right, like, right. what the hell? Anyways, thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, we really appreciate it. Again, hit the bell, subscribe for more, follow us on Twitter. We would really appreciate it uh, if you guys checked out our Spotify and all that stuff too. But I'm Mtashed. I'm Rick Kakis. And I'm True Vanguard. And we are RGH. This is the Real Gamer Hour. Jump in next week on Wednesday, 6 p.m. Pacific Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time for more gaming news and most likely drama because I'm going to get banned again, baby. Yeah, plat <laughs> platform, streaming platform TBD. We're going to see. Yeah, we're going to go for a hat trick and we got to yeah. get Kakis banned yeah, somewhere. We'll see. Yeah. Bro, we're going to be on Prime next week. I don't even know that <laughs> exists. <laughs> All right. Talk to you guys.